Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. For most of us, the great failure in our Christian life is not a public matter, it's a private matter. Oh, for sure, we fail the Lord publicly in our relationships with other people uh, frequently, and sometimes believers get into real sin and things come out in a public way. But may I remind you that before there's any great public fall, usually there's a private failure. And uh, most of the time, that failure is simply a failure to walk with God every day. Uh, Dr. John Rice used to say that all of our failures are prayer failures. Because when a man walks with God, it guides and guards every other area of his life. But when he neglects prayer, he's not just neglecting a discipline. He's not just neglecting a habit. He's not just neglecting a schedule. He's neglecting God Himself. That's why one of the greatest prayers you'll ever pray is Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Lord, teach us to pray. Now we're examining our Lord's response to that request. And we're looking at what is commonly referred to as the model prayer. Some people have called it the Lord's Prayer, but that's inaccurate. You can't call this prayer the Lord's Prayer because in it, He teaches us to pray that the Lord will forgive us our debts and forgive us our trespasses. That is never a prayer that the Lord Jesus had to pray because He's the sinless Son of God. So this is not the Lord's Prayer. He didn't pray this prayer for Himself. He taught us to pray this prayer for ourselves. And the last time we studied together, we examined the fact that not only is this prayer given to us in Luke chapter 11, it was first given in Matthew chapter 6. Now, why is that significant? Well, it's significant that He repeats it. It's significant that the Lord shows us this not once but twice. I think there's emphasis in that. Uh, we learned last time that it is very significant in its variation. There's some slight difference in the wording between the two times this model prayer is given. And one practical challenge that I take from this is that while we may pray for the same things many times, and every day there are certain things I'm going to pray for, we must never get stuck in the place where we're simply just going through the motions and the mechanics and saying the same words over and over again. Just because you say religious terms doesn't mean you have a spiritual heart. Religious flesh is still flesh. And so sometimes the most polished, beautiful prayers are the prayers that really are not reaching the Lord at all. They're given just to be heard of men or to appease our own conscience. I remember years ago my pastor saying something to me that really stayed with me. He said, when I pray publicly, one of the marks that I'm most right with the Lord is that I can make a public prayer without ever thinking about the people who are listening to me pray. He said, I may be leading them in prayer, but I'm not even thinking about their, their listening to me. I'm thinking more about the presence of the God I'm talking to, that I'm in the throne room of the Lord. That's profound. And so when we pray, uh, the choice of words should be from our heart. And when we pray, the choice of words should not be to be heard of men, but rather to commune with God Himself. 
So the variation in the two uh, occasions where this prayer is given is a great lesson to me. The second thing, though, that speaks to me is the repetition of it. Now, watch this carefully. When Jesus gave this model prayer the first time, it's early in his ministry. Uh, It's early in his time of instruction, even with his own disciples. When he gives it in Luke chapter 11, it's much later. As a matter of fact, the disciples have been with him for some time. Uh, They've observed his miracles. They've heard his teaching. Uh, No doubt they've been with him in in the private place of prayer many times. And so now they're maturing, uh, maturing enough to say, Lord, would you teach us to pray? That's a mark of maturity, wanting to pray more effectively, more earnestly more like the Lord wants us to pray. And so these are mature believers. So when the Lord begins His lesson on prayer to them, though He's going to teach them additional things, He's going to to unveil additional things in the same chapter of Luke 11, and we'll come to that, I found it fascinating that He backs up and repeats one of the first prayer lessons He ever gave them. (laughs) There's no new thing under the sun. Truth is not new. Uh, Sometimes today, people are enamored with some new lesson that somebody wants to give. Uh, I've often thought that America paralleled the Athenians in the book of Acts who spent all of their time in either to tell or to hear some new thing. Boy, that's that's the scourge of our day in church work. Everybody wants some new thing. Uh, May I say to you today that what we need is not a new thing. It is a fresh understanding of eternal truth. There's a difference between new and fresh. It's not some new lesson on prayer these disciples needed. Rather, it's a fresh understanding of it. It's a fresh application of it. It's beautiful to think of these these seasoned men growing in their faith. Lord, teach us great truths about prayer. Show us how to pray like you pray. And the Lord backs up and gives them the most elementary statement. All right, fellas, when you pray, say this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I imagine Peter must have scratched his head and he said, I've heard that somewhere before. Maybe James and John looked at one another and said, I think he's given us this sermon before. I think we've heard this lesson before. Well, friends, truth given once is worth repeating. And truth heard once is worth listening to again. And truth applied once is not enough for all of life. It must be applied over and over and over again. That's why the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians 3 verse 1 to believers that he had taught many things to, and he says, to write the same things to you. To me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. And so the Lord Jesus is repeating something, not because he forgot he gave it to them the first time. He's repeating it because he doesn't want them to forget it. He's wanting to put it deeply in their hearts. I remember hearing of a certain teacher years ago in a class who was teaching people how to be more effective in their teaching. And he said this, he said, never repeat, I say, never repeat for emphasis. Now, of course, that's a humorous way of getting the truth across. He was saying to them, look, if you want to put something deeply in somebody's heart and mind so they don't forget it, then simply repeat it. And so I think it's good for us, not simply to say these words, But it's good for us to go back to this very familiar portion of Scripture, this model prayer, and study it yet again. And over the next few times together, that's exactly what we're going to do. We want to find out why the Lord placed such emphasis on these words. May I simply read them to you? Would you meditate on these words today? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
Thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive every one that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And I want to say today from my own heart to God, Lord, teach us to pray. And as you teach us to pray, give us the grace and give us the wisdom to apply what it is you're teaching us. May God help every one of us to become true people of prayer today. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.